0: Whiskey!
1: Welcome to the Whiskey Underground!
0: evening everyone and welcome to the BSEA whiskey underground we are here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth whiskey brant
1: what's happening scott
0: what's welcome back
1: man oh man it's been a long day the speakeasies just call my name all day so finally finally it is, made it here it
0: is like like i've said time and time again there's nothing better than after a long hard day's work after trying times Come down to the speakeasy, relax, and, uh, just enjoy your time. Absolutely. So, to, to hear, uh, here to enjoy their time with us, and we're lucky to have him here, Michael Fernandez.
2: Hey, guys, it's good to be finally in the speakeasy.
0: Hey, Secret Society members gotta stick together.
2: Yeah, it's a nice place you guys got here. It's really nice. we try. Classy, classy joint.
0: Jeeves keeps it clean for us, at least. We're messy, Jeeves cleans up.
2: Good, very good.
0: Um... But look, tonight, as we've teased for, what, Brent, two and a half months? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we even had people in the group comment that, uh, hey, where was this episode at? You said it was coming up, coming <laughs> up next. Well, we had some sna- snafus yeah. on our end, so.
0: One of these, these whiskeys is not easy to procure. Yeah. And so so we had to kind of wait a little bit, and then we had to get it, you know, get it back to the speakeasy. But fear not. It's here. We're here to drink some Palm Ridge Reserve whiskey. And some smooth ambler old scout American whiskey. I think technically this Palm Ridge is a bourbon, right?
1: Um, you know, I have uh, let's have Jeeves bring the bottle over. It's actually uh, it's actually labeled as Florida whiskey.
0: Okay, so interesting. So now we don't even know the mash
1: on it. Is it um, is this what we're gonna start with?
0: Uh, so yeah, let's 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 start with it. Um, Jeeves gonna bring the bottle over, and uh, we'll uh, we'll pour some of this. So this one is distilled by Florida Farms Distillery. It's a small 80 acre farm that decided, hey, we got some grain, uh, let's make some whiskey. Um, no age statement on this one. I think the the proof is 45 and uh, a half percent.
1: This it's a 90 yeah, proof on this one. 90 proof on this bottle.
2: Ninety proof, yep, yeah. Still buff. How
1: do you how do you say that city, uh Michael? Do you know um, uma, Umatilla? uma No idea. U-M-A-T-I-L-L-A?
2: U- no I, I, you know what we can go with Umatilla. but uh Really? It's just north of Orlando. Really? It's not that far from from Orlando. Yeah. It's not I, I think I GPSed it the other day, it's hmm. like maybe an hour's drive. That's I mean, an hour's drive for me is nothing. Yeah. For, but Orlando. Uh, So th-
0: this goes back to about uh, December of 2014 is when they started kind of bringing out um, their first distillate. Now, this is all distilled and bottled at Florida.
1: So 100% Falls. Florida juice. Correct.
0: Yeah, not, not a MGP product, which I applaud them, because to do something like this, you're going to spend at least two years prepping and then... Now I, mean, I, I do know this is just about a uh eight month to one year aging in uh, American oak barrels so super young it is young it's 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 generally less than a year old if you look at this it's got some it's got some
1: color on it I wonder if they're if they're doing something creative to it and that's why it's not labeled well not labeled as bourbon being that young but um well, it can, it can be bourbon and be that young. If it's less than two years, you have to put an age statement Correct. Uh, on it.
0: Which which maybe is why they didn't put the age statement on there, because, or put bourbon on there, because it would they would then be required to put the age statement. Uh, but they use a single-pass distillation, and they do not chill filter any of their spirits. So it's full, it's going to be grain-forward, and I think as you dig your nose in there... The smell is fantastic. You can, you can smell the grain. Oh, man. It really
2: is. Um, The the crazy thing about the distilleries—they only make 500 cases
1: of this a year. That's a year. Yeah. So, man, this has got like a sweet caramel. Something on the note—it's got a very prevalent
0: uh, sweetness. It's like marmalade. Yeah. An apple. Like, after you cut an apple, not like the apple yeah. biting into it and the flavor of it, but like, after you've cut an apple, you get that, like, sweetness. It's kind of like a hint of cinnamon. Like a... Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I can smell that. I can dig that.
0: Oh, what is that smell she you just got?
1: So, micro batch. So, you were saying you think they make 500... On their barrels?
0: On their
2: website, it says 500 cases. Oh, cases.
0: Which... In cases, what, nine or 12, six? Twelve, right? A case of 12? Well,
1: well, typically this is a 750 case, so it's 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 going to be a nine liter case, which would be 12 750 bottles, typically. But I don't know. Some crafts only are doing are doing yeah. six packs. Uh, a lot of craft spirits are doing six packs. Um, just easier for them to get it out in the market as a six pack than making somebody commit to 12. Um, so I don't know. I mean, 500 cases even prayer, at six thousand. I mean.
0: Six thousand I mean, bottles a year. I mean, that's less than like.
1: So a barrel, a barrel stag. produces a barrel produces two. I mean, let's just say roughly two hundred mm-hmm. fifths in a yeah. in a barrel. Um, so that's what you are saying. yeah, not a not a not, ton only, of, not a ton that's of that's barrels laid down.
0: T- t- Thirty barrels.
1: Yeah. So would you say twelve thousand bottles? You estimated?
0: No, six thousand bottles. That's less than like stag and pappy. I,
1: yeah, that's crazy. That's uh, well, it, it says on the website micro batch. So I mean, how big's the farm? Small. It said like eighty acres.
0: Yeah, eighty acres. Not not huge, but
1: so that's um, so. So Scott, you're thinking thirty barrels. So you got you gotta. Realize when these big guys write small batch. So, like to say 1792 small batch, that could be a hundred barrels going into one
0: batch. That's probably a small batch for 1792 is probably 200 barrels. I mean, they it's not of short supply.
1: So what I'm saying. So when they when they say small batch, it could be several hundred barrels. You're talking about the entire production per year only being 30. Yeah, uh, when, that's that's w- small. That's when, small batch. When Calumet put out single rack black uh, a couple years ago, they they press on the fact that it was a single rack take of nineteen barrels. So their small batch at Calumet's nineteen barrels. That's oh, that's sixty percent of their entire yield at, yeah. at Palm Rouge.
0: This is this is really interesting. It's fruity and light. There's corn in there, but it's not heavy that it's not the heavy sweet corn that you get from a normal bourbon.
2: The, s- I the I like smell this is I like this one is, a lot.
1: It's beautiful. And it's got I mean like I everything you talk about cinnamon like a sweet caramel but then I smell the a, smell apple like, it, like you're talking about.
0: And that color is a, a nice rich mahogany.
1: It's like if you were to take
2: butterscotch, melt it a like little it, bit it, and put some cinnamon like you know twist some
0: cinnamon in there yeah yeah there's like that o- little tiny bit of like orange marmalade
1: so this bottle that I have uh, well Jesus brought over to us it's a um, pretty standard like sleek straight side bottle but on the website if you I don't know if you look if you go to home yeah. it's got this like I've flared looking bottle have almost like all? a almost like I a hand ones belt. They have at- at Disney. Those are the mm. ones they have. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting.
0: Yeah, it almost looks like kind of like a bell shape.
1: But man, I can't find anything on their website about the product. It's such a
0: small website. Yeah, it is. It's it just, literally it, says here's where you can buy it, here's what we do and uh go purchase a ori-
1: purchase original purchase rye, purchase virgin. Do they produce a non-aged virgin? I'm going to say
0: that's probably virgin oak maybe. Um all right, so let's dig in and let's let's actually try this. That is easy on the oh, palate. Wow, that man. is. That t- I tastes heavy malt. There's definitely malt. That's that's like malt and sweet vanilla.
1: But it it tastes. It doesn't say that it's like a. I mean, it doesn't say we don't know what the mash bill is, but I feel like it's heavy heavy malt in this mash bill. I'm trying. I'm digging as much as I can to try to find, but.
0: All right, I don't think you're gonna find the the mat the mash bill on this one.
1: You
0: know. mm. it like, there's definitely like sweet vanilla and then dusty cornish like dusty corn and hay and I think that's the malt that Brant's talking about
2: the flavor coats your mouth very well it, it's like yeah. kind of, it's that oily like that that keeps that flavor in your mouth it's really really good
0: yeah, it's uh, it's got a good, good coating. Um, there's like leathery tobacco notes on the back end of that that kind of like linger around, but not 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 like forward, but they're almost like an afterthought. Yeah,
2: like almost like somebody was smoking a cigar like two blocks away, and you got and you got like mm-hmm. a okay. hint of it.
1: So. Total Wine is saying that this is a four grain and it has, really? has and also has no cook fermentation to keep the natural taste of the grains. So they are letting this naturally fermentate without cooking it, which is insane. Interesting.
0: Very interesting. Well they they yeah, let so
1: proj- Go ahead, sorry. No, it says yeah. It's it's never overaged. You taste the grain, not the barrel. So this is yeah, and that makes a hundred percent sense with why why this tastes the way it tastes.
0: I'll tell you what. There is no real wood note to this whiskey. There's not a lot of oak or heavy heavy wood char that you're getting in this one.
2: And it says that it's mellowed with toasted oranges. You can definitely like it. tastes You can taste the citrus. You can taste that.
0: Yeah, what they do is they take orange trees and then chip up the wood and then mm-hmm. toast that and then throw that in the barrel.
1: That's crazy. And see, this is why it's not called bourbon, right? Um, Probably. Because they can do all this crazy shit to it that you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to do if you strapped yourself to
0: the bourbon laws. Man, this is... This is... You know, for a micro-batch, small distillery, this is really complex and really interesting.
2: No, it's I, I think it's amazing. It's phenomenal. Almost. And, uh, you know, for those non, like, professional tasters like myself, the one thing that we look for is that burn. Like, oh, does it burn on the way down? Does it, like, have that feeling? No. So, to put it the easiest way possible, smooth. It's very smooth all the way down. And it coats your, it kind of coats your palate on the way down, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is zero burn, incredibly smooth. Just a great, easy drinking whiskey. I mean, you could take this to anyone and give it to them the, yeah. their first time, and they're gonna they're gonna enjoy yeah, it. This. this is a
2: good neat whiskey. Like this doesn't need a drop of water. This doesn't need ice. Uh, I would like to see what it does if you open it up with a little drop of water. But
0: I got about deep. half of this pour left. I'm gonna try that because and hope hopefully it does not ruin it because. It's excellent. I got a
2: little bit
0: here. The corn oils come out on the nose. It definitely eases up some of the fruit.
2: Wow, that that smell changed completely.
0: Yeah, you get a little more of that cinnamon now.
2: It's not bad with with the touch of water.
0: Mm. I gotta say, I think I prefer it with just a splash of water. It, the oils kind of come out. It really opened up
2: that flavor. Really opened up. The
0: orange, yeah, yeah, the orange citrus now comes out on on the palate. Hazelnut. That's it. That was the smell I was getting, like Nutella.
1: That's the like yep. hazelnut. I was like there's something that's sticking out in this, but I,
0: I was I like, why why it. can I not pick that out?
1: Yeah. So the mm-hmm. the water on the, the water calms like it a little bit for me, I guess. Out. But Scott, I'm with you. I get like this hazel, nutty, chocolatey. Um, it definitely is Nutella ish.
0: Yeah, because it's got that like rich oily texture. Um, the orange kind of comes out a little bit. The hazelnut comes out. This is this is
2: a surprise. I, I'm surprised that I, I almost like it better with a drop of water than than neat. Like it was, it just really opened up.
0: I think I gotta agree with you. How do you
1: how do you feel about the, the finish? Oh, it, it still it still has that nice flavor. back your mouth. It still coats.
2: Uh, it, it's really oily, so it coats your your mouth and your palate very very well, and it sticks there for a while.
1: I agree with the the oily, and I think that's definitely um from the due to non chill filtering. It literally has all of those fatty oils and and acids that gets kind of still still in there, which I I love. Um, which is actually Scott. Um, the next whiskey we're taking is non chill filtered as well, so. Kind of talk on non-chill, non-chill filtering. Essentially, what it is 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 most companies vodka. Vodka is a big one. Um, they chill filter to take out all the fatty acids. And the reason they do it is because when you serve it in a cocktail or chilled, the fatty acids will freeze when the when the alcohol gets in the close to the low mid mid and low 30s. Um, so whiskey, same thing. If you serve this on ice or an ice ball, it'll start to cloud to cloud up. Most producers don't want that, so they chill filter, um, and there's different methods to to do it. The old Russian method was actually to f- physically chill the the liquid to freezing temperature, and then hand scoop out the 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 fatty acids. And I want to say there's one vodka, and may it may be Stoli Elite, that literally still puts the vodka in snow outside and lets it chill and then basically hand scoops it out that's why it's like so so crazy expensive but when you non chill filter you just leave all that in there so if you put this if you drank this over a cube a big block of ice you would start to see those fatty acids haze around that that ice that ice ball which i think yeah. is i think it's so much flavor you're taking out of the flavor when you take all that out of there yeah. especially in whiskey
0: essentially for single malt whiskies or for uh, for whiskey, what they do is they take this, they take the temperature of the distillate down to zero degrees Celsius, so 32 degrees Fahrenheit, and then what they do is they actually scoop off with a filter um, all of these fatty acids, protein, and esters that are created during the distillation process that leave this cloudiness when you add water to it. Now, that's why if you ever, when you ever add water, watch your whiskey as you're doing it, you see the release of the oils and you know. It is not chill filter.
2: Same thing when you add ice. Right. Yeah, when you add ice you can too. You see it, see it start. Same thing, yeah. You can actually see it separating.
1: Your big guys that are making these, you know, that, that, that are laying down and, and producing multi-million cases a year of whiskey, they have this crazy method that they have like a piping system that literally has like a almost as, as, as dense as cardboard filter. And they push mm-hmm. the, they push this whiskey through these this pipeline at such an, an immense rate of pressure it literally just burns through this cardboard and filters out the the, the fatty acids it's like it's insane and it go it it almost almost breaks it down at a molecular level at this at freezing temperature through this cardboard to take out all this all the fatty acids. I don't know what I don't know what they do. I'd kind of be interested, in, and I probably should ask this next time I go to one of these distilleries. But I don't know what do they do with this all this excess fatty acid. Where does this Where does this go? Is it just Is it is it mush slush? What is the What is the consistency of this when they take it out of the the liquid? I'm kind of curious to know if it's like Is it gelatinous? Is it a liquid yeah, itself? Is it
0: essentially because you have you have brought the temperature down to freezing for water, and what happens is the um, those fatty acids essentially coagulate and then they scoop them through the filter and it creates this like, almost like a gelatinous kind of so I was curious, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. See, I bet you that shit's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, like poutine. <laughs> like Put it on poutine, top of some french yeah. fries. And... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need it. A little whiskey poutine. I,
0: I don't think that's how it works.
2: Hey, <laughs> food and wine will sell it and it make Yeah, exactly. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, no. It's um, essentially it removes the sediment, removes the uh, the fatty acids. Now there is a hotly debated issue whether this removes flavor or not. I'm gonna I'm gonna side with the not because I have had some really ridiculously flavored whiskeys like Dalmore that yeah. do chill filter, but at the same time, Dalmore is one of my favorite bottles. We have we have a ton here in the Speakeasy because I love it so much.
1: Well, I see. I won't disagree that you can get flavor while chill while chill filtering, uh, but I think I think that it's the same thing with palate and everyone. You you like the you like the taste of it, or you don't like the taste of it. And I think that the next one we're going to taste uh, later this evening, its flavor is it, the non chill filtering part is a, is a huge proponent to the flavor of this this next one. I think it's. It would be lost without it, like I said. I'm I'm pro it adds, it keeps the flavor in the whiskey if it's non-chill, chill-filtered. And I tell you what, um, Weller Antique, it's chill-filtered on the shelf, but every once in a while you can find a store pick that is not chill-filtered, and it is insanely delicious. Some of the best whiskey I've ever had it has been non-chill-filtered Weller Antique. Weller Antique 107 doesn't chill-filter? The everyday one that you buy on mm-hmm. the shelf is chill, red, fil- is is chill filtered. Is chill filtered. But okay. there's an op- they give you an option if you purchase a barrel, which they have a true single barrel program, that when you purchase the entire barrel, they will bottle it non chill filtered if, if you choose to have it non chill filtered.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm f- so I'm filling up my whiskey notes here. Um, on the nose, I'm going to go over them real quick. On the nose, uh, it's fruity, it's got some. Some of the corn oils, the corn dust, malty, with a nice trimmed apple and um, uh, orange, like orange marmalade. Mm-hmm. What about you, Michael?
2: Uh, I got, I got that with add a little bit of cinnamon, like a little, like a hint of cinnamon. Not nothing too strong. Just it's just there. It's
1: not in your face.
0: Yeah, and Brant, do you have a you have any notes on the uh, the nose here?
1: I mean, same. I, I kind of echo Michael's. It was cinnamon, and then from you, I mean, I definitely can get the apple on there. Um, but that kind of caramel can It tastes like a chocolate-covered caramel kind of candy on the, on the nose. Um, and then I can't yeah. I can't say you know without a doubt. First thing I noticed on the sip before we put water in it was it was it was malty and grainy. Um, and I think that's cool that. It's four grain, and then it's, uh, it's non-cooked fermentation, which I don't even know if I've ever heard of that before. And I'm, I'm just curious to even how that how that works. Um, I know that... I don't know how that works in Florida. And maybe it's something with Florida temperature or the property, but I know that um, Herradura tequila, kind of just take a 180, the property that Herradura on has an, an insane citrus grove near the, the distillery, and the citrus... I guess particles in the air act as a um, catalyst for fermentation, and Heredura is actually the tequila's open air, naturally fermented by the environment. Um, and that's the first time I've ever heard of something that was non-cooked fermentation, um, which seems pretty, pretty freaking interesting. Because everywhere else I've been on the distillery, they in these—you know—you imagine they're in these massive uh, aluminum tanks that's heated and cooked and all that stuff. So I don't know, kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, um, on the on the palate, this one has a little bit of that sweet vanilla. The hazelnut is where I come, this comes into my mind. Um, again, those citrus fruits, once you add water, really do play well here. Uh, Mike, what about you?
2: Uh, actually, uh, on further tastings, I did taste I don't, on the tip of my tongue almost savory, almost like a I don't I can't I don't know how to explain it, but it, it, almost like a saltiness to it. Uh, right on the right on the tip of your tongue. And then um, the other palate, like the other tasting notes, I think you hit them right on the head. But my damn good, damn good. That's all I have
1: to yeah. say. Now that I've had this, I will ac- absolutely be enjoying this uh, at another date on a big old block of ice. And uh, I can only imagine it's going to be, be oh, dynamite. Oh, I bet this would be
0: beautiful Dynamite. On a nice big ice cube.
2: Absolutely.
1: Round derby. Absolutely, yeah
0: yeah brent uh brent your your notes on the finish here
1: so i i think the finish is long and strong and it and it i'm kind of uh this is this is where i'm so i'm so wide spectrum on on because just just as much as I love a sweet soft whiskey and I love a barrel proof whiskey because I enjoy the full spectrum and the difference in both um this, to me, has a big, aggressive aggressive palate. So where you might, in the, you know, in the summer, want a whiskey that's super easy, easy drinking, this whiskey, to me, the flavor stays, stays with you. You drink it, it goes down, yep. gives you just enough, just enough bite to let you know it's, it's whiskey, and it, uh, the flavor stays there. I can still taste it after not having taken a sip for you yep. know, a minute. I can still taste some of that flavor lingering. Um, and it does have kind of an oily sheen or coat yep. to the, the back end of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's, it's long. The, the, you know what? This this is like, you know, nice legs. They're the, the long and smooth man. Mm-hmm. This is just ridiculously good on the finish.
2: Yeah, and that's what makes it such a good sipper. Yes, because yeah. you're you can well, you know, if you buy it at a bar, you're gonna go through one glass because you're gonna be able to sip it longer. It's gonna last you longer because it's it lasts a good. I still taste it. Oh yeah, and I've had I have had some water too. So,
0: oh yeah, of oh, course. Okay, um, so look, let's go around the room. Let's give this our, our score out of a hundred. Michael, let's start with you.
2: Oh,
1: uh, I'm gonna go with an eighty-eight. Eighty-eight, man. Right on par, so I I, I gave it a, a 89, and now, Scott, I'm, I'm loving that I'm actually uh, taking your advice and taking notes because I go back and think of things that I, I loved and kind of looked at where I scored it at. So, um, a little under, like, E.H. Taylor's single barrel, obviously wasn't as high as uh, McAllen Rare Cask, but it was in that... Um, the Goblin 16 range in Port Charlotte we had on the, the last show. So uh, 89. This is this is solid for me. I think to me when you get like above an 88 for me, it's a bottle. It's a bottle I want to keep around. I, I want to keep around. If it's an 88, I was like I want to have. It, I want to be have it on tap. You know, yeah, I'm, sca- I'm looking. What do, at you, my, think? I'm what looking do you think? I'm looking
0: at my past notes. Um, I'm not as high as you guys. I do love it. But again, once you get over that 85 range, it means it's a good bottle. For me, this is an 87. So 87, 88, 89 uh, Mm -hmm. is a solid score for this one for less than year old whiskey.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I'm not a big bourbon person. Like, I'm more of a Scotch drinker. Me too. And this drinks, this drinks like a Scotch. It does. It's
1: I, got I, a lot the, of those fruit notes. And as yeah. I said, it's, it is malt. It is malty forward to me. I don't know. I wish I knew what the mash bill was, but I would. It's got to be pretty. If, if high corn is number one, malt is number two.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. barley's got to be number two. Yeah. Um, on this on the spectrum, there's definitely rye in there because I can get a little bit of the rye notes right off the bat. But then they dissipate, so I want to say it's probably a low five to ten percent rye at And
1: same and wheat just just as low. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. excellent excellent bottle, excellent yeah, man. bottle. that was, Jeeves, that was
1: Jeeves, Jeeves, worth bringing in. Thank you for procuring that. Jeeves Actually, can I'm, keep that in there. I'm going to have to give uh, a shout-out to Sean Clifford because Scott and I were literally doing a short pour trying to figure out how we were going to get a bottle of Palm Ridge because this episode was coming up. And I literally texted Sean Clifford and said, hey, man, any way you can get me a bottle of Palm Ridge and send it down to me? And he literally responded, it'll be there tomorrow. I sent it a couple days ago without even knowing we <laughs> needed it. <laughs> nice. Like he had ESP and just sent this bottle to me. You know, so I literally was like, I need it. And he was like, well, it'll be there tomorrow by 8 yeah, o'clock. I'm was
2: like, perfect. that's awesome. The crazy, the crazy thing is, is that I don't have it very accessible to me. Really? Uh, like, it's just
0: a rarity. I mean, it really uh, is. You got to think. I haven't seen
2: it. I haven't seen it at Total Wine and I haven't seen it at ABC.
0: I've, I've, and now I get, we, I have access to a number of different whiskeys across the country, across the world. I have actually yet to see this in the wild. But look, as we, as we sit between, uh, between pours, cleanse our palate a little bit, let's talk about our Disney SEA member this month, uh, the world famous pilot, Jock Lindsay. Now, we all know and love him from Indiana Jones. Uh, he is, Indy's personal pilot. They've gone all over the world looking for buried treasure uh, and X that never marks the spot. Uh, but Jock is essentially a uh, retired airshow pilot from the Midwest. Uh, he relocated to Venezuela where he hooked up with Indiana Jones when he was searching for the calendar of the sun um, after Indy was stranded in Havana. So spent some time in Cuba, and then decided to hook up with this this, this uh, Dr. Jones, where they kind of flew around the world looking for different stuff. Now I gotta love this his plane, guys. The call sign Ob One C Three PO.
2: You gotta love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love all the references in those movies. Well,
0: yeah, George George Lucas is one of the producers on um, on that uh, on that movie. And a lot of the a lot of the Obi Wan and uh, Star Wars references do make their way into the film, and it's great. Um, but through Disney, Jock was flying over uh, Central Florida in 1938, and that's where he was looking for the Fountain of Youth. And he he eventually landed in Central Florida at the Springs, thinking it was going to be the Fountain of Youth. Then it just turned out to be a nice, calm, relaxing place. And so he decided to settle down. He bought some waterfront property. And built a hangar where he and his friends uh, in the Society of Explorers and Adventurers would hang out. And so, recently, it was turned into a hangar bar where you can enjoy some wonderful whiskeys, including uh, Monkey Shoulder that we talked about, among other things.
1: Yep. Awesome cocktails, awesome atmosphere. This bar is one that we've visited many a times, shut down many a times. um, (laughs) Yeah. It's a great it's a great place. It kinda has has everything. Open open front feel to Disney Springs. You can kinda look out the front door and see what's going on. Great tall ceiling bar atmosphere with you could sit in this bar and look around for fucking hours and never see everything that's yeah. tucked away. I love the old airplane engines on the loft and propellers and the crazy fan system with the long belted conveyors for the the fans i always always look out and then you go out the back of that that venue and uh amazing view over the lake to the springs yeah. and what's there's like a, a some kind of boat connected to this yeah side yeah, of it. yeah the, the outdoor deck is a boat
0: and that's yeah. uh that's named after his pet snake reggie reggie yeah
1: it or is
2: reggie
1: it is called a reggie yeah I know that's Reggie's uh, Revenge, it's, it's the cocktail. It's called Reggie's Revenge.
0: Well, no, the boat is actually called Reggie's Revenge, but there's also a cocktail, cocktail. named after the snake, which is Reggie's uh, Revenge. Uh, Reggie, if, if anyone knows, Indiana Jones doesn't like snakes. And in the movie where he gets into the plane, in, into the backseat of this biplane, his snake is in the backseat, and it just absolutely terrifies Indiana. I love the quote and uh, of Jock, and he's just like, oh, that's just my pet snake, Reggie. Show a little backbone after this guy just got chased by an entire tribe of natives in Central America. I love that scene.
1: That's, I mean, that's, to me, that's so awesome that that opening scene of Indiana Jones, um, you know, one... Is whenever he goes through, does the whole switch famous scene uh, mm-hmm. where he switches, gets the whole ball rolled after him, and he run, runs out, and then you just you see Jack Lindsay just sitting on the front of the the, 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 the plane <laughs> yeah. F- yeah, fishing, and he and, and and he's just running screaming at him. So Start awesome, the plane. Uh, yeah, Start yeah, awesome, plane. awesome opening scene.
0: But the best part yeah. is like he just gets the bite of on his line. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, he's like he he's same. literally sitting there like. Uh what what's more important right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right,
2: yeah. He debates on starting the plane. <laughs> yeah, I love it.
0: Great uh, great film and Jack Lindsay, one of the uh, Disney SEA members, uh wonderful place to go, have a drink and be part of the SEA. That's where that's where SEA members would fly in from across the world. They'd stop over there, refuel and in more ways than one.
1: There you go. Yeah. I I think he's obviously most currently one of the uh SEA members with the biggest presence uh in the park. There's a lot of there's a lot of hide, hidden ones and secret ones you kind of got to go dig out, but uh I mean, boom. Definitely his, in Disney World. Yeah, in Disney, World. Yeah. Disney World. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, for sure. Yeah, everywhere else has kind of got Mystic Manor and High Tower and yeah. all that stuff, but yeah, in Disney World, he's kind of got one of the only ones with his own property. Who is it that had Skipper Canteen um it's supposed to own Skipper uh, Canteen. False. Yeah. Al- yeah. Alberta yeah. Falls. Alberta yeah, Falls. Yeah. Alberta Florida and Alberta. Alper- yeah. Yeah. So, but if, yeah, it, his, if, it would be, if it would be called, it should be called Albert Falls Skipper Canteen. Yeah, but
0: Alberta. it was started by his granddaughter uh, when, when she wanted to make uh, right. put the skippers to work when they weren't guiding yeah. tours.
1: Yeah. So
0: I'm excited. I'm actually going to be eating there for the first time in May. I'm very excited for that. It's good. It's good. So I've always scheduled
2: it and then taken it off. I know. That. So have
0: I. Well, it, actually, it's been a hard it's been a hard ass time trying to get my wife to agree to eat there because it is a little adventurous. It certainly is. But it's
1: good. We've done it twice and and, and enjoyed both times. So pretty good.
0: Yeah. All right. So the second whiskey we're going to be trying tonight is uh, a favorite of Brant. So Brant turned this on to me about six months ago to a year ago. And he's like, man, you're going to love this. Try it out. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. I trust anything you tell me to drink. Um, and so, uh, Jeeves is going to bring over this bottle. It's Old Scout American Whiskey.
1: Yeah, so, uh, Smooth Ambler is the the company. Um, and they are based out of West Virginia, of all, of all places. Mountain uh, Mamas. The, yeah, in the foothills. But um, Take me home. This is... Distributed by Pernod Ricard, the they're a giant in the uh, in the spirit industry. So it's uh, one of their their only American uh, projects. A lot of the stuff they do is is imported. So huge focus on this in the last couple of years in America because this is kind of like on on home soil uh, for Pernod Ricard USA. But uh, pretty cool. So fairly new company fairly young um completely transparent about their their story um they tell you straight up on the website uh what's going on if it's um you know they if they call it they, they say homemade if it's something that they're they're making uh they call it uh merchant bottle if it's something that's bought or they'll tell you if it's a blend uh, or married marriage or blend of the two so what we're drinking tonight is kind of what they started with and um I think it's kind of their their staple is the, the Old Scout American whiskey. Um, cool thing about it is it's is, it's bourbon, but they can't call it bourbon because of the process they take uh, whenever, whenever they make it. So they tell you on the website, pretty clear as day, it's a blend of nine-year-old 36% rye bourbon. Um, The same mash pills that they use in their single barrel, which 36% rye is freaking high. It's high rye. For for a bourbon. That is way high, high, high rye. Uh, So it's a marriage of nine-year-old high rye bourbon and five-year-old whiskey distilled from a bourbon mash from Tennessee. Aged in recharred, rejuvenated barrels. And that's the reason why it can't be called bourbon is because they're using second-use uh, barrels. cool thing about their second use barrels is that they're they 're recharing them doesn 't tell you if they do it or not. most people just put it in a barrel and they call it second use but they 're actually giving that barrel a second char, uh, which is unique because you'd think they 'd want to get some of the flavor off of that last batch of whiskey that was in there, but they pretty much destroy that recharring it um, but they rechar it 's a deeper deeper char uh, on that barrel and um yeah, so it's got those two mixes. It's a nine and five blended together, recharred barrels, 120,000 bottles annually of this. Um, grains from a variety of sources. On the bottle, it tells you that it is um, expertly blended from whiskeys distilled in Indiana and Tennessee. So, if we've got a, if we know anything about the the, the secondary whiskey market, or I guess the. Uh, the blended whiskey market are procured it's it's MGP and George Dickel is yep. basically what's in this in this bottle. So it's a 9-year-old high rye mash bill from MGP and it's a 5-year-old George Dickel bourbon. Um, essentially is what you got blended here. Also non-chill non-chill filtered with this. So 99 proof
0: on this, this, this is- guy. This has got quite a nose. Yeah, it does. uh, There's there's a lot of sweet corn and there's a lot of rye right on front. You can tell it's high rye. I'm
2: getting some apple Mm -hmm. and some caramel, like a caramel apple.
0: There's a ton of caramel on this one.
2: The color is
0: beautiful. Yeah, it's just a perfect amber, like a light, not full amber, not like... Jurassic Park amber, but a nice light amber. It's not,
1: it's not John Hammond.
0: Yeah, it's not quite John yeah. Hammond. There's no,
1: there's no mosquitoes in this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree. Toasted, toasted wood. Um, the website says toasted graham cracker, and I, I can't quite grab that uh, on my nose, but um, I do get kind of the cake baking spice.
0: Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Like sweet frosting, mm-hmm. almost. Yep.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: You know, I do get that.
0: Yeah, that vanilla frosting.
1: Yeah. So, just shut up and drink it now.
0: Yeah, I don't get the graham cracker.
1: Mm-mm. You can definitely taste the high rye. Mm-hmm. In it, it's got that peppery
0: spice.
1: Spice. Yeah. But it's to not- me, it's quick. It's quick
0: yeah there's there's definitely toasted wood in this you can taste that extra char that they do on that second barrel um sweet corn still there um it's it's definitely high rye you're getting more of that peppery note but it's not the it's not the dill and um eucalyptus note that you get from a normal rye whiskey like full one hundred percent or eighty percent rye it's got a nice, a nice bite to it.
2: Yeah, and now that you said the, the birthday cake thing, the frosting. I'm, yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, that's all I'm tasting sweet now. Sweet
0: vanilla frosting. It's got a nice sugary note it's, to it.
2: Yeah. Especially when you, on that first like initial, like when it first hits your mm-hmm. tongue.
0: Leave it on the front of your tongue for a little bit, like in the front of your mouth. And you get that sweet frosting taste.
1: Yeah, yeah it's crazy, fantastic.
0: Oh, wait, nope. No. There's the mint. It's on the back end on that finish as it lifts yeah. off.
1: And that's usually where you find it. I definitely, I, I, can taste the, the mint on the back end, which is crazy. It's, it, it's, right it's not heavy, finish.
0: but it's there. <coughs> it's, it's almost
2: like if you were to take a mint leaf after you drink a mojito and just put it on your tooth or something and licked it off a little bit. Like very, very slight
0: slight mint. Yeah, it's it's just just there. See this one doesn't leave
2: that taste in the back like like the palm ridge. It has a great front taste and then the back kind of disappears on me a little bit. There. So you know what? It's me- funny.
0: This is a higher proof. Um definitely a little bit higher burn but i think that's the rye it's lighter it is definitely a lighter yeah, less oily whiskey definitely.
1: so here's what here's what's crazy to me um it literally you can taste this on your tongue and feel it on your tongue but i can't you can't feel any of it in your throat
0: no it's no. very very smooth once it's going down
1: which is like uh, just i think it's got it's just so much flavor it's all tongue and all on your your uh Taste buds, and none in in your throat where you don't have taste, bu- yeah, taste buds. Taste it, buds.
2: It doesn't have that that burning sensation either, uh, but it definitely that that flavor goes away before it hits the back of your throat.
1: That's for sure. Just hit some. Hit this with some water.
0: I don't want. I don't want to do that just yet. I, I really like this whiskey.
2: I like it a lot too. Mm-hmm. It's a damn damn good whiskey.
1: I drink this. I drink this one on. On the rocks, like or on a rock, like crazy. It's good with the ice. Ice opens it up. Ice open, ice opens it up. It's once again, it's non-chill filtered, so you can start kind of seeing that fattiness roll around. Yeah.
0: All right, let's try it. I'm gonna put some water in there as well, guys. It's got a good. Um,
1: see, I get a, banana. Yeah. Good I, oiling. I and it's kind of see banana banana bread and.
0: Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you add that water, that banana bread just comes right out. It's like That's all I'm smelling now. You know why, Brant? maybe it's a Tennessee thing. Jack Daniel's single barrel was the one that we get the banana bread once you blow the blow away the alcohol. It must be a Tennessee mm. whiskey thing.
2: And the flavor with the water. Yeah. Now you're now I really taste that like banana bread like kind of chunks of banana.
0: I wonder if man, that's so good. That is. sorry to interrupt my own self, but, man, that is really good on the taste with the water. Yeah. I wonder if their recharring of the barrel is akin to what Jack does with the Lincoln County, or Tennessee Whiskey does with the Lincoln County process. Like, if that's what they're trying to do with that second charred barrel.
1: You say just it's like an even cleaner or deeper charcoal cut to let the... A, you know, let, let the, the whiskey age age in.
0: Yeah, what, I, what I'm thinking is maybe what they try to do is they try to emulate the Lincoln County process um, without building a full Lincoln County, you know, rig.
1: See, but here's the crazy thing. You would think that, that the, so it's telling you on the website, it's five-year-old whiskey distilled from a bourbon mash from Tennessee... Aged and recharred, rejuvenated barrels. So you got to think that Dickel is doing is recharing these barrels. Well, I mean, so they like, could be
0: they could be buying the barrels from like Kelvin Cooperage, and storing them at their facility, and then when the when the whiskey comes in from, I, Dickel, I would think
1: that I would think that Dickel is making see it says age five years in the recharge barrel, so you imagine i am, I imagine it goes in day one into the recharge barrel dickel has got just as many barrels laid down as That's as true. as anybody else because they're selling as much as they're producing they're selling so they got it they have a extreme surplus of barrels so Dickel's making a bourbon, aging it in a first use barrel, releasing it as George Dickel bourbon taking that barrel, recharging it, recharging it, slapping new juice in it, selling it to
0: so yeah, so maybe what they're yeah. doing is they're taking their old barrels, you are right. Maybe they are taking they're, their, they're taking barrels their, own, their own
1: barrels and recharring them, restoring them and then <laughs> selling it as cuz to me I guess I am just thinking as I guess business minded I'm going how can I how can I take this juice, put it in a same barrel and make it more desirable cuz if it was if it's in a if I if I age if I take 5 years to age this and it's just in a a reused barrel then it can't be sold as bourbon, so I just basically eliminated that that title. So how do I make it more desirable? Well, fuck, let's refire it and call it recharged, rejuvenated whiskey, and now it, se- it seems like it's maybe a little more desirable. Or you got a customer like Smooth Amber that's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll take every one of those, every one of those you got. I'll I'll take it.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I can see them doing this because uh, that's going to lend itself to that like. Uh, that that minty finish and that high rye finish, I, I just and I, I don't see like what you're this. saying
1: though. It's 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 like the the, the Lincoln County process that Jack's yeah, using. It's just I think higher char, deep you know,
0: maybe. Wood. I was just I was just kind of guessing that maybe that's where that banana bread comes from because yeah. we got that so prevalent on the Jack Daniel single barrel. Um, this is really good with that with water. Yeah,
2: it's fantastic with water. With water, really. Opened it up. All those flavors opened up. And that banana bread. Mm-hmm. Love that flavor.
0: I've never had iced banana bread with, like, that, uh, like, uh, what's the, Sponge cake icing. You know that, like, hard icing that yeah. goes on sponge cake? Yeah, yeah. I've never had icing on banana bread, but that's what this tastes like. <laughs> and I kind of want to do that now. <laughs>
2: now, yeah, just... And maybe put a little bit of mint. Yeah, just give it that little. Well, that funny minty you say
0: butter. that because on old uh, on Smooth Ambler's website they have cocktail recipes, and one of the ones that they recommend for this whiskey is called the Handsome Devil. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to take two ounces of Old Scott American whiskey, combine that with ice in a Boston shaker, so your traditional cocktail shaker. Uh, you're going to combine that whiskey with uh, a three quarters of an ounce of Lillet, which is a uh, uh, a, a champagne apertif, champagne liqueur from uh, France. Uh, if if you've ever read James Bond, Lillet is used in the Vesper Martini. Um, and then you're going to take three quarters ounce of simple syrup. So simple syrup is basically sugar and water mixed in equal uh, equal parts, boiled, and then it comes out to this nice like watery. Sounds freaking...
1: Delicious. and then you're
0: gonna take a half ounce of fresh lemon yeah. juice and two yeah. dashes of peach bitters and then finally you're gonna use three mint leaves and put this all in the cocktail a stra- cocktail uh, shaker. Yes uh, Shake it thoroughly and then double strain it into a chilled rocks glass that's filled with ice and then garnish it with a twist of orange and the mint and some more mint leaves. I can see this is being really really good.
2: It sounds dangerous. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah, it does. <laughs> that can, that's going to lead to a, a crazy night. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. It's one of those cocktails where you just do not see it coming.
2: But this this whiskey lends itself to a good, sweet cocktail. Mm-hmm. It's got that flavor to it.
0: Even this and a mint julep would be really good.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, also on this website, they have... Um, cocktail called the Brown Derby. That's two ounces of Old Scout, an ounce of fresh grapefruit juice, and half an ounce of honey syrup. Um, which is crazy that it's got grapefruit juice in it and it's called Brown Derby and Brown Derby is synonymous with grapefruit cake and grapefruit martini and whatever. What's the play on Brown Derby and grapefruit? Is there something that's... that lies deeper here?
0: Other than, other than the fact that grapefruits grow... Uh easily in southern california like my grandparents house in cerritos had two orange trees and a grapefruit tree in the backyard and we ate grapefruit like it was going out of style like literally in the mornings we would pick grapefruit off the tree and bring it in the house wash it up and eat it so it's just it's just a very prevalent thing in uh southern california
1: and is that Brown Derby is related to Southern California? Yeah, Brown Derby originated
0: so, in uh, Southern California on Sunset, Sunset, and yeah, uh, what's the cross? What's the crossroad?
1: Oh, Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset, right there in yeah. uh, Hollywood yeah, Studios. Yeah, Hollywood
0: Boulevard and Sunset.
1: Well, that's where it's at in Hollywood Studios. So that's why I'm saying that they're u- they're usually
2: pretty accurate. So
1: yeah, I use Disney logic all the time. Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah no the the brown Der- uh, uh the original brown derby was at Wilshire that's right Wilshire and uh, or Wilshire Boulevard in the twenties f- like 1926 and then they had a sunset location that opened up a little bit later that was the that's the one that you guys all know and love the Spanish style uh, villa yeah um, but yeah no that's um, that's a that's also an interesting cocktail, and I would I would absolutely drink that.
1: I, I don't like grapefruit, and I'd I'd give it a shot. You know, it's crazy. I don't like grapefruit, but I I absolutely love that that grapefruit cake. I don't know what it is about it. And, I love the grapefruit. And cake. now this this make the this sweetness and frosting <laughs> of this makes me want to mix it with grapefruit juice and just see what it what it would do.
0: I'd love to I'd love to uh, I'd love to try that. That's and that's an easy cocktail. Literally two ounces of whiskey ounce of grapefruit juice and a half ounce of honey syrup.
1: Yeah, and which basically honey ha- syrup half, is, and half, yeah, half and half. Yeah. Half
0: and half. Half and half with water. So one part honey, I mean, one part water.
1: Essentially simple syrup made with honey instead of mm-hmm. sugar.
2: Um, this would make a fantastic old fashioned.
0: Oh, I bet it would.
2: A fantastic old fashioned because it's, it's already got that bitterness
1: to it.
0: It's got just enough of the rye to kind of bring yep. that out.
1: I agree. I think with the high the high rye, this would mix exceptionally well Mm -hmm.
0: alright so um, on the nose for me this one is uh, sweet corn apple the caramel um, and then once we once we added the water it just became banana bread what about you Michael
2: I, I got all of those and just that hint of what Brent said earlier was that uh that icing, like kind of like frosting to it, uh, and
0: a lot, and then the water, a lot of banana bread. Yeah, uh, Brent, you were spot on with that banana bread after the water. The icing, icing, I got that as soon as it hit my palate.
1: So, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling again. So, I, uh, yeah, I mean, caramel, banana bread, frosting, taste wise, I, I mean, the rye definitely. Kind of peppered me a little, a little bit uh, on that first initial taste. So I got some, some not like not like a black pepper, but just that kind of I don't know peppercornish kind of uh, taste taste on the tongue.
0: It's almost more like a white,
1: yeah, like yeah, yeah. white
0: pepper, like a not overly spicy, but nicely yep. and, spiced. Uh,
1: and it just it hangs on the tongue. It just sits pretty on your on the tongue.
0: Yeah, it, it you know it it thins it thins out the. The, the mouthfeel, but it's still got a nice oiliness to it. It got
2: very sweet on the tip of the tongue. Very, very sweet.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, man, as soon as you take that first drink, keep it on the front of your tongue, and you're going to get all of those sweet frosting, those sweet cake icing notes. It's really cool. All right, so, Michael, let's uh, let's give this a number. Oof. Uh... I can't score
2: it higher than the Palm Ridge. I gotta go with an 85.
0: I, 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 feel you, man. That Palm Ridge was really good. And of the two, I would prefer the Palm Ridge. The only
2: reason is because it drinks like a Scotch. Yes. This one drinks more like a bourbon.
0: Brent, what about you?
1: You know, I agree, but not far off. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it an 88. I gave Palm Ridge 80, 89. Um... And I, I'm I'm giving it an 88. Neat. I can tell you the Palm Ridge drinks better than this, but I, I know how this drinks on a cube of ice, and I rec- I recommend you know doing it, finding it, doing it. Um, there you go. Kill, kill your water and put it on ice. But uh, I'm giving it an 88 because the way I know it, I know this can can drink. So and I, I only assume and I have it, but I it's the mixability of this too, the potential to mix is. Uh, is making me intrigued to mix mix as well. Scott?
0: Um, You know, looking back at my notes, I never have rated this yet, even though I've had it multiple times. Um, This, to me, is on par with something like the Blanton's Black. Um, Real sweet, real honeyed, real uh, easy-drinking nothing that is going to really blow your mind it's not going to uh, it's not going to burn it's not going to hurt going down i'm going to give it an 84 85 with the water so 84 85 for me again i love the palm ridge a lot more because like michael said it drinks like a it drinks yeah, like a highland malt
2: yeah. almost like a glen like a it, it has that Glenfetic feel yeah,
0: so. yeah
2: i dig it
1: so one thing I'll it's tell you very, about too, is your good. smooth Ambler. Uh, smooth amber, in your area you should be able to find. I know at least in Louisiana it's blowing up, but they're doing store store picks now. Um, same juice, uh, not a true single barrel store pick, uh, but much like I would assume Woodford is doing, they they have several blends for a taste profile. Um, and I think we talked about this before, Scott. Like now, what Woodford is doing is because they've found which. Um, I kind of I guess agree with certain people like true single barrel but true single barrel can vary so much that it's it could be hit or miss yes. even blends I mean I've tasted some blends and I'm like that's not blends it, it could it, true single barrel could be so hit or miss so even Woodford Reserve is uh, blending for three distinct f- taste profiles and basically you get a sample of each taste profile they blend you a barrel's worth of whiskey for that taste profile Smooth Ambler essentially does the same thing. Um, It's the same Mash Bill, uh, High Rye 9-Year, and Tennessee Rechard, but they bottle it at 107, and it's fucking even more, like, special and hot and full-flavored, non-chill-filtered, same same thing. But it's kind of cool because you really don't know what profile you're getting uh, when your local store our ABC or Total Wines uh, picks it, so it's kind of cool. It's still kind of that kind of crapshoot of what it's going to taste like. Uh, one of those profiles, but it's neat. Almost exact same label, but it's got a red little red badge down the center instead of the blue badge uh, on it. And at the top, it'll proudly display your local watering holes logo, most likely. So pretty cool. I actually got one of these from C Madge out in Tennessee, um, and I'm gonna recently got one from the, the grocery store in the front of my neighborhood which I never thought would have a single barrel old scout and I'm interested to compare them side by side and see the see the difference so pretty cool
0: yeah i mean i i really enjoy this i this is a this is a go-to bottle when i just want to sit down and sip on a nice american whiskey cuz I, I i mean look brant i like bourbon i really do but i have gotten into more since since we've started the show since we've started hanging out I've gotten into more of the American whiskeys than I care to admit.
1: Well, you're getting into single malts, Stranahan's, Balcones. Yes. Have you had Westland yet? This there's a ton hitting the market. Westland, Westland from Seattle, Wyoming whiskey. We'll have a, we'll have another conversation. I've had Wyoming maybe, whiskey. Maybe we'll do a American single malt ep- ep- episode.
0: We'll we'll have to do that. We'll have to do that. Maybe our next season will be based uh, it'll all be based on a single like, theme to the whiskey and um yeah wyoming whiskey is amazing i have a couple bottles of theirs in my own private collection that are so speaking friendly. of that
1: um before we go you know this is episode nine we had a, scott and i had a 12 episode season basically planned out to follow the BSEA or the sea which was kind of the inspiration behind the name of the of the group. So. There's only three episodes left, three months left in this, and we'll have made a year in this podcast, and we're going to be looking for new ideas. So I say we kind of open it up. If you got ideas, if you're on the Facebook group, um, you want to hear us review a certain thing, a certain brand, label, type, anything you can think of grouping together, man, shoot it over to us. We'll, we'll see if we can find them, wrangle them up, and... At least do a short pour. Uh, at the least, on it. So, throw us some ideas.
0: Yeah, definitely. If you if you have something that you want us to review on the show, by all means, let us know what it is. If we've got it in the speakeasy, we'll we'll go ahead and review it and say it was recommended by you. But if you've got a bottle of it, you know, get in touch with us. Send send us some vials. We do this all the time. It's part of the BSEA Secret Society. We have these little two ounce vials that we get from Amazon. They're really cheap. They're really easy. You fill them up, ship them out, send them off, and. Uh, it's, it's nice to get bourbon mail. S- Seneca.
1: <laughs> <laughs> S- S- <alignment>. S- S- <laughs> so, um, I mean, Scott, we got to be getting close to 200 bottles in the speakeasy between both, both, both of our lockers.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. <currents> yeah. Between everything that we have told Jeeves to go out and get on behalf of us, we're probably close to the 200. Eas- actually, no, we're definitely over 200.
1: It'd be a substantial, substantial back bar.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. So, look, uh, Michael, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I
2: had a great time, guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: It was a lot of fun, and we'll definitely have to have you back down here in the Speakeasy. Um, But next month, it's going to be just Brent and I, because we're doing our favorites. So our our Disney SEA member is Meriwether Adam Pleasure, and you guys all know him from the old Pleasure Island, Uh, back in the day, back back before Disney Springs became a thing. Um, I miss that place. Uh, So we're going to be doing our pleasure. So we took one of Brant's favorites, which is Elmer T. Lee.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: And the second bottle is going to be Delmore 15, which oh, I'm so excited to let you try that. It's so good.
1: Hey, this this is the kind of stuff that I that I like when you when you get. It's almost like a a view into your palate, Mm -hmm. like stepping into your palate. You know, this is one of your favorites. This is one of my favorites. Um Absolute, and you can taste what my taste buds say is badass uh, and same you know same with you um, so that's kind of cool
0: yeah, so we'll be uh, we'll be doing that next next month the password to get into uh, uh, the password to get in the speakeasy is going to be Jessica's because uh, as, you, as, we, <laughs> <laughs> as we talked about on our truths and lies episode of uh, of three sheets of the mouse. We uh, Jessica's of Hollywood was a lingerie store at Disney Springs or di- uh, at Pleasure Island, downtown Disney. So we'll we'll have a little nod to her and have uh, Jessica as our password. So that's awesome. Michael, thanks for coming down.
2: Anytime, man. Thanks for having me. I had such a great time out here with well, you guys. Down to speak easy. Let me tell you, Jeeves has a heavy hand. Real heavy hand.
0: Oh, he's he's a nice guy. We pay okay, him well.
2: Good, good, because those pores <laughs> were great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, Jeeves does not disappoint. Uh, and for anyone who's been here in the Speakeasy, there, and they have to climb back up that rickety staircase, they're uh, <laughs> they're taking their 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 life in their own hands.
1: Yeah, we make we always make sure we have that handrail tightened up.
0: <laughs> That's Pretty right. soon you're going to be like far right.
2: from up. You're going to have to to install one of those things that go up the stairs for the old people. Yeah, uh, we might need yeah. an elevator
0: soon. <laughs> As we part ways tonight here in the Speakeasy. It's fun to drink with friends, and so I want to leave you with our club mission statement. So may your time here be educational and enjoyable. If you came here to learn,
2: drink what you have learned. If you came here to share, share what you drink. If you came in here a stranger, may you exit a friend.
1: And if you came here for an adventure, drink Drink up. up. Cheers, guys. Cheers, everybody.
0: Oompapa da. We have a lot people area. da. We have a lot of
2: the da. We have the